with business owners that puts them in front of a global audience. And in behind those shows is a whole range of things, from digital magazines, to social media, to blogging, to email, to lead generation, just a whole range of things. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Everyday Business Show. I'm your host, Tony Lontis, and today we have another amazing gift to chat to and interview. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, if you're listening on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or the Everyday Women's Network, please know that you will find the notes regarding our wonderful guest today attached to wherever you're watching this interview. If you've missed any of the business shows, please catch up on the Everyday Women's Network, YouTube, all, all over socials. I encourage you to reach out to our guests. They provide phenomenal value to you, the audience, and always provide amazing gifts for you to either connect with them or find out more about what they do. And our guest today, Andrew Eggleton, is no different. Now, before I get on with the show, I want to do our welcome to country. And you know, regular listeners, this is an integral part of our show. So I want to um, acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet. And I want to pay my respects to the elders, past, present and emerging and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening or watching today. Now, our guest, Andrew, comes with a wonderful history in TV and media. And today's show is about becoming the most authentic speaker in the room. Before I introduce you, though, here's what you need to know about Andrew. Andrew is a presenting mentor, a communications expert, a TED Talk coach, and runs events across the globe. He says, when we simply share information, we are operating at level one of presenting. It doesn't move the audience, it doesn't connect with the audience, and it doesn't make you a speaker to be remembered. Level one, or the age of the technical, will no longer serve us moving forward. Hallelujah to that. We are entering the age of connection, and this requires presenters to connect with their audience. And to do this, they have to first be connected to themselves. It sounds simple, but it can be difficult for many of us to accomplish. Experiences enrich the brain more than knowledge does. And that's the difference that Andrew makes. If a CEO, TED speaker or presenter on a camera or boardroom is simply sharing information with no understanding of the craft of presenting, they are not using tools to connect and move their audience deeply. And that's what Andrew specialises in. After 28 years experience on the stage and across 
TV. He now helps others in the presenting and speaking space. And his style encourages you to step away from the technical aspects of approaching presenting into into authenticity and connecting with your audience. Andrew, thank you for joining us live on the show today. I've been looking forward to this chat for quite a while. How are you today? And welcome to the show. I'm really good. I'm sitting here in the same state as as you, uh, sunny Queensland, and enjoying, I actually enjoyed a couple of days of rain. And uh, and of course, now a return to normal, which is blue skies. (laughs) On the Gold Coast today, yesterday we had almost cyclonic rain and sideways uh sideways wind and rain together today it's pretty sunny but it's still blowing a gale so i don't know what it's like in brisbane but that's it's kind of cool on the gold coast it's we've got it pretty good we've got it it pretty good (laughs) we have andrew i thought i'd start the show with um one of the quotes that you like and it says goes like this your imperfections are the window of which you let your audience in. What a wonderful sentence. Can you tell us about that? Oh, I said that a while ago. It was one mm-hmm. of those things that I said from stage and then acknowledged out loud how good it was. It is. Um, it's very good. <laughs> so the imperfections are the window of which you let your audience in. It, it means that on stage... People will accept you for, for who you are. And they like, no one really has a problem with you forgetting your words or you stumbling or falling or yeah. um, showing parts of your character that, that, are, that aren't perfect, that have the rough edges. Um, now, I'm going to add to that because just thinking about this is what people can fall into with thinking of what authenticity is, and by that quote is that uh, I'm good enough as it is. This is this this is just the way I am. Mm-hmm. But there's no excuse for not wanting to be the best or great or good at what it is that you do. But you're able to do that still with these imperfections. So Absolutely. I don't know if many people know this, but uh, orchestras or when someone's playing will often hit off notes to connect with the with the audience because a, a perfection doesn't resonate with the heart. I didn't know that. That's a wonderful mm. point to consider when I'm um, stumbling over my words and not quite saying exactly what I want to say. Um, and I, someone said to me the other day, Andrew, do you not watch your your shows? Um, and I actually said, well, no. And the reason I don't is because I'm my biggest critic mm. and I would rather show up and do an interview on my own terms with all of its said imperfections than have something that's scripted and perfect. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. That's hard, actually. That's hard for me not to um, re-watch and yeah. uh, criticize or critique or think yeah. or understand where I can make improvements. It's actually hard for me to just sit with that and go, 
it's okay. I'm human. It's just an interview. It's going to be okay. Andrew, I'm curious. Sorry, go ahead. My my question to you is, would you like to know what creates that icky feeling when we watch ourselves back? Do Do you want to know what it is? I've always thought that it was my imperfection, but what what is it from your experience, Andrew? Yeah, that's the, it's the disparity between who you really are and who you're trying to be on camera or on stage. That's what people struggle with. So they're not seeing themselves. They're seeing, they're hearing a change in the tone of their voice yeah. and they're seeing um, unnatural behavior in the way that they look and behave. And that's the jarring part. So they're not seeing them. So it's hard right. to watch. That's yes. what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not the imperfections. It's the actually really? you trying, it's the presenter trying to be their fantasy mm-hmm. or perception of-, of what perfect is. And of course, you can't pull that off. Oh, wow. Because it's, it's will, a fantasy. Gosh, you will find this so interesting, Andrew. I'm working with a specialist um, a coach at the moment. I like to always mm. be working with someone in some capacity because mm. that's what drives me forward. Um, and and we're having a similar conversation about what authenticity looks like. Again, I was excited to chat with you today. Um, but before we get into that a little bit deeper, I want to know, after all those years in, in TV land, what prompted the change to do what you do now? Mm, okay, that's pretty easy. There was there's probably two mm. parallel things. One was uh, I had always had during my time in TV a, a fascination or curiosity as to what was what did authenticity truly mean? What did it just be you mean? Yeah. And it was because when I, not only did I act um, and had a pretty good career in the acting field, but I was a yeah. TV presenter. But that was my main passion was TV presenting. Acting just seemed, I just seemed to get away with it. It's a good way of describing <laughs> it. Um, TV presenting. And so a director would say to you, um, will say to me often, it's like, Andrew, just be you. That would be their direction. Just be you. And I just uh-huh. want to see you. And, I've, and so, but I just delivered me. And so the confusing thing was, but I just gave you me. So what they were really saying was, Andrew, we want this part of you. And Uh to be more specific, we want the part where Andrew's um, smiling and has his fun voice on and, hey, welcome. Uh, I'm Andrew Eggleton and welcome to Getaway Travel. Uh, Today we're going to, so it was more the the excitable boy next door um, smiling invitational Andrew. So you don't want just be me. You want that part of me mm. so it's very different so yeah. i used to find that used to bug me and go so you don't want just be me then just tell me then what you want me to do and so my directors would slowly go oh he's, this person's pushing back on on that it's good because just be saying people who say just be you means nothing yeah it's so That's ambiguous right. and it's because no one really can explain it further so just be you means this. Mm-hmm. So that was my fascination. I was like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? And I got to a point in TV where um, I was starting to get more into the public speaking. That was um, exciting me. And I got tired of 
believe it or not, TV can be very factory like. Yeah. You walk into a big studio, yes. you, you, uh, you, you know, you, it's, it becomes it becomes monotonous. And I just went, yes. you know, I've, I'm, I've, I've done this, I've ticked these boxes, what's next? And it was either a move to probably Los Angeles, which I, I lasted mm-hmm. about a month and just went, I, this isn't for me. This, this is not the life I want. And so I, uh, I I took a little bit of time out, actually, and lived in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And I I sat there with, uh, I removed all my labels and 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 asked myself, what's what's next? What's mm-hmm. what's next? And I kept asking, what does just be you mean? Yes. So then so, yeah, then off. And that's what what kickstarted your your business as it is is today yeah when i'm listening to you talk about la the word authenticity is not something that you generally associate with with la mm. was that the issue for you that it just yeah, yeah it was it, it was that's a big part of it there was, yeah. there was, a, big, there was a big part of it i just i it, it felt out of integrity for me and then of course yep. i probably didn't know at the time or know how to label it or articulate that but yeah. um you know i um i i then i i don't know i i kind of then designed sat down and designed my life and i wanted to be traveling around the world and mm-hmm. um speaking and i was i was actually teaching people how to present the camera and i discovered through that that the way that i was teaching it seemed to be very different because i wasn't comparing myself to others yeah uh seemed to be very different than what everyone was used to coming into the room Mm -hmm. and i was just noticing people's reactions and noticing how fast they were all these aha moments of and i started to step back and go maybe i'm onto something that i didn't know that i was onto maybe all my time thinking about this stuff and overthinking this stuff is uh, is conducive to getting the best out of these people in, in a way that I didn't even know. And most people just kept on asking me, do you do you teach public speakers as well? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? It's the same, for me, it's the same thing. It's the same, one's the camera and obviously one's on stage, yes. but it's the same rules, the same principles of authenticity. It's the same rules of using your voice to create different landscapes for your audience. It's it's the same stuff, um, just slightly different tools than where you're standing and looking in. And I'm not so, I don't care so much about the technical things. I care about the connection. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We come back to that beautiful word, authenticity, which is, you know, talked about quite a bit. Um, It's not only important to me, but it's incredibly important to you can you run the audience through why authenticity is so very ingrained in andrew why it's so important is it because of that experience in tv and then in la where the fakeness tends to overrun anything else that you're required to be something that you're not is that what it is for you andrew and and is that what it is about teaching people to speak from that perspective versus anything else? Oh, such a challenging <laughs> question. <laughs> Why? Um, 
I mean, authenticity was really a big buzzword, 2008, 17, 18, 19. Yes. And then it became overused, but it only became overused because the wrong people were using it. I agree. Because people were banding about the word authenticity, but yet if you asked them, well, what does it mean? They were like, well, it means just be you. And you're like, well, what does that mean? And then there's no answer. You so know they have, what, you know they have you no are. idea. You know yeah. what, what, um, what floats your boat, what makes you happy, what you mm. need to survive as a human. That's yeah. that's Those are those pieces of authenticity. Mm. Um, so it... it for me, it's it's being able to recognize or feel when I'm acting out of the conditioned self or the authentic self. So when am I adding layers to me instead of just being me? So I, I'm going to give you an example. We're, we've been sold a story that we need to be more, and social yeah. media doesn't help. So we've, we've always been sold a story that we need to be more. And, and public speaking... Uh, presented the camera in a way, but definitely public speaking hasn't really evolved in decades, like yeah. decades. It's a, it's the same um, worn out technical thing. Stand here, do this um, power stances, you know, all the all the rubbish yes, that means yes, that means yes. nothing. Speak this way. Yeah, yeah. So we've been that that your that the state that you're in isn't good enough to be on stage that you have to change your state to be something else but so the idea of reality the, the the idea of authenticity and the reality are actually quite hard to accept when someone when i'm training someone and they, their brand might be upbeat big and acceptable on and big and bold and they, but but i don't know about you but i don't wake up in the morning I wish that I was waking up in the morning all the time. And and that's the problem. So most of the yeah. time, now and then, I wake up and I go, holy, wow, I'm, in, I'm on fire today. I'm magnetic. I don't know what's happening in the planets, but watch out world. And then the next day it's gone. So yes. <laughs> now I'm lucky if I get to present that day. Yeah. But, but most of the time I'm, I'm not. So what happens if I have to go present and I'm not and and I'm not authentic is that I'm sitting in the car and I'm trying to change who I, how I am. I'm trying to get into a, a better state and that better state is my idea or the conditioned self of what that better state is. You know, it might be what Tony Robbins tells you it is or it might be what public speaking coaches have told you what it is. All of them, in my opinion, are wrong because they're not you. So there's no authenticity in that. You can't chase authenticity if when you get to the side of stage and go, oh, I'm, my state's not good oh, enough today. Yes. You're judging oh. who you are in that moment to be wrong and not good enough for your mm. audience. But mm. what authenticity or learning, what uh, authenticity and learning, you know, all the, the tools that I, that I use to teach it is you start to recognize that there's no wrong or right or good or bad. Yeah, the perfect happens in the in the authenticity, and it actually so part of that puzzle piece of authenticity is around trust. Do you yeah. trust that you mm. will be the right person on that stage mm. for what the audience needs to hear? Is that it, Andrew? That that yeah. That, piece that understanding whatever 
you are on the stage that day or presenting that day, if you have trust and you've yeah. done the work, so say someone's done the work with you, they should be, no matter how they feel, showing up on that stage as they are and understand yes. that the audience will glean from them what they need to. That yeah? Yep. So that trust bit yep. links to authenticity. Yep. And if you can't trust yep. yourself or trust the process mm. or trust the training, so say they, again, say they've worked with you, if they don't have trust in that process, then that's going to cause them to be inauthentic. Have I got mm. it right? Absolutely. Ab absolutely. And so if you think uh, about that energy is information, Mm -hmm. energy is information so I can tell you um, I can stand up on stage and I can tell you I'm feeling really excited to be here today and you will be in the audience you go you're saying that but this I don't know there's something off it's like when you pitch to somebody and and you know they look at you and they go okay we love that pitch Tony uh, we're going to come back to you tomorrow and you go you say that I get, I get, see, you get good at it and you go, look, you're saying you love it, but I'm picking up that there's parts of it that you might not have liked so much. Can, can you tell me, identify to me what those are? Maybe we can work on them. So the energy is information. So if you're not being authentic, your audience is receiving distorted signals. Your mm -hmm. words are saying one thing. Your words are saying one thing. And often when people don't know how to use their voice, their tone gives it away as well because they don't know how to control their tone and build those interesting landscapes for the audience. But the energy they're receiving is not matching up with the words or the or the 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 their body language of trying to be excited or trying to be, you know, um, you know, or, or you presenters fight back often with me because they go oh no because you have to walk on stage with a smile on your face because the statistics say it warms people up and creates a, um, a connection and I'm like rubbish whoever designed that was probably 1960s so <laughs> yes. I don't have to feel like I need to smile to walk on stage because I know. I, I know and I'm okay with saying that I'm a likable person so when I go on stage I'm already likable. I don't need to smile at you all to go, hey, I'm likable yeah. with a fake smile because yeah. if I don't feel like smiling, then I'm not authentic. But what they will pick up within a very short amount of time of me speaking and being very present with them mm -hmm. is that, oh, I like him. So if I'm already inspiring, I don't need to try and be inspiring if I'm already likable. I don't need to try and be likable. Mm. If I'm already um, kind of smart in what it is that I'm talking about, I don't need to try and show you that I'm smart. I don't need to show you that I'm trustworthy because I'm already those things. Yeah. And so so what people tend to do is they uh, project what they want people to see. And that projection tends to be likable, trustworthy, inspiring, um, knowledgeable, you know, all, all these things. And they're all your perceptions of what those are. Uh-huh. So, Andrew, if you're going to present or speak at an event and you're not feeling bold as brass or on top of the world, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you have the courage to show up as your authentic self can 
over the course of that presentation, your state change and move and shift. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Act of being authentic in that first moment is the key thing to continuing in an authentic way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would work moment to moment and allow allow what to happen and, and, and things go where so uh i mean up and up until mid last year i mean my and, and during covid of course my, yes. my my business was international retreats and events and so i was all was always jet lagged i didn't even know what not jet lagged was so uh -huh. i had sometimes grumpy sometimes um my memory was tired yeah. and i'd forget things so i couldn't i could go out there and pretend to be energetic and alive or i could be jet lagged and just deliver my information but use a level of craft to deliver it in a um use my tone use my voice to articulate in a clear way but of course when i accepted who i was and when i accepted that i was tired and as soon as you start to see that the audience accepts you as well you, you you're off yeah and what i is that I, I would give my best talks because yeah. there was so much freedom. I was free to be tired. I was free to be seen tired, but it didn't stop me sharing my wisdom. Needed to share, yeah. And it didn't that stop that. Connects you to your audience. That's how they remember you. They remember mm. what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew. Your business, as you said, is global um, and you run programs for people who want to speak or want to be better speakers. Can you tell us a little bit more about your business? I'm, I'm, I, you've talked to me about it before, but I want the audience to understand if you're thinking about wanting to speak, wanting to present, even mm. if it's just standing up in front at your own retreats There's yes a yes it's huge presenting that requires yeah. and if you're going to do that you want to do it in the most authentic way that you can so andrew I'd, I'd love for you to tell the audience how they can work with you sure i'll, I'll give you the model of, of how i work but <laughs> this this is why having a sense so craft is how you do what you do Mm -hmm. the how you you choose how your audience receive your words you choose that you choose how they sound you choose the way that I say home mm -hmm. is different than most people who will say home mm -hmm. now home needs to feel warm and grounding so yeah. I get to, I, I get to, my voice and the craft creates that landscape and uh, many words peppered over the day will will ground people and when i'm pitching to a corporate the first two minutes they're not even listening to what i'm saying they're listening to how i sound and how i'm making them feel and my intention is purely about grounding them and getting them present then their mind to uh someone use the word seduce then their mind might have seduced but not beforehand I've got to gain their, get their trust and ground them, get them present. They've got a million and one things going on on their minds. How do I bring them all here? So what people tend to forget is that speaking generally is just transactional. It's purely transactional. And this is going past transactional into making 
having some idea of what craft is. And when we have a level of craft, it will start to dictate the words that we use as well. So I say the, the how starts to dictate the what, because you'll stop using words that just lack feeling or lack potency. And, and you want the things that leave your lips to, to, to feel good, to sound good. And it, and it gives you the discipline of learning the craft, gives you a sense of freedom when you're speaking, because you have all these tools to take people on a journey. Even the short pauses, uh, or I call them suspended presence, when you deliberately leave um, leave a massive pause before finishing a sentence, just the last part, and the audience can they're just they're hanging there, they're waiting you suspended. Um, you know what I mean? These are the things when you it gives you so much freedom to play with. Um, you're constantly building new landscapes for the audience to listen to, instead of. It's a long day when you've got you're running a retreat or yeah. you're pitching for a, or doing a keynote for an hour and a half or pitching for an hour or 45 minutes and you yeah. have this you have no idea how to build contrast or make points stand out or you don't think clearly under pressure uh, or someone's on their phone and you're like how do I address this and you get in your head and you start to you know you start to lose your strain of thought yeah. uh, that ability to go hey I put a lot of work into, the, into into this presentation. I'd really appreciate if you put your phone down. Phone down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the tone, it's the delivery, the assertiveness. So this is the craft. Now, how how do I teach? Is um, I do I do one on ones. Yes. I do I do one on ones. I have a um, I sometimes put group um, short turnaround like six to eight week programs uh, together. Yes. Um, for people so you know one-on-ones group programs um i have my my linkedin group my facebook group that i um and we have you know, the links attached to this interview by the way audience for you to yeah. afterwards yeah and i've had a gap i've taken a break from my live events and retreats mm -hmm. um while i've uh, watered i've watered the i've been i've been watering the corporate market and i've been really enjoying it and it's been it's 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 fruitful i've been enjoying it more than i expected so and i've been enjoying that i need a lot of help andrew between you and me there's probably a lot they really they really do yep yeah. yep there's a lot it's very untrained in communication mm -hmm. and there's a lot of um this is just the way i am uh-huh yeah, and so it's going to be, well, what about if you're just the way you are, but you had some amazing tools to be able to communicate better and present better and and um, be remembered and influence and persuade people better? Wouldn't, what if you were just that person? Would that be a little bit more fun in this world of, of being able to get your own way or, or, or influence people or, or, or change people's lives? Um, so, yeah, those, those are the parts. And then I'll get back to... Yeah, my, my events and retreats will, will, that, will get back up, but yeah, it's, it's the space. It, yeah. it, is, it, it is part of the message that I've been receiving as well is to create space in your life to grow yes. and learn and change and just let things be. Um, I think that was one of the wonderful things of COVID, creating space. We had to yes. 
we had to look inwards rather than yeah. upwards. We had to slow down all of those things. Andrew, mm. before we get to um, the last part of this interview, I'd really like you've got amazing tools in your toolkit. Which one, in your opinion, do you think is the most powerful tool in a speaker's toolkit? Uh, I would you I would say step one of mm. my methodology, which I'm happy to share with you. Would you like that? Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Okay. So before most people procrastinate doing videos mm. and the symptom is procrastination, but it's not the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. The problem is that they are waiting for the right state to be in to do those videos. That's yeah. where procrastination comes from. It's, it's yeah. like, I have to, you know, God, after nearly 30 years, I still do it myself, but I recognize it and I pull my head in. So you, you want to do those training videos. You want to do that Facebook live. Yeah. You're like, as you're saying it, I'm recognizing that in myself and going, oh, yeah, that, mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're waiting for that right moment in that state, you could be waiting anywhere from one week to three years. Yeah. For that moment to go, that's the describe, that's the that's the state that I wanted to be into these videos. Now, what videos was I doing? And I better shoot them all today. So it procrastination, yeah, is waiting for that state. So here's here's step one. I before I present or I go on stage, I simply ask, what state am I in today? And it can be agitated, tired, melancholic, uh, frustrated, um, happy, cheeky, um, obnoxious, whatever, 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 whatever I'm in. What, that's me today. Um, and then I describe how it's making me feel. It's like I'm a little bit snappy. I'm a little bit slower in my words. Uh, um, I, I don't feel quite as energetic. And then I, I go... The state is not good or bad, wrong or right, or negative or positive to my to my presenting. This is what just be you means. And then I step up and deliver. And I always deliver because I've accepted how I am right now. I've accepted it. Like right now, you wouldn't say I'm like a, a coiled spring, would you? Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm I'm not. I'm not in one of those, oh, I feel magnetic and excitable moods. I'm in a very, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit, um, you know, if I just described it, it would match the way that I'm speaking right now. You know what I mean? But I'm feeling grounded. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't gone, oh, I need to impress people today. I need to be exciting, inspiring, uh, magnetic. It's like, well, no, I'm not feeling those things today. So let's let's feel these things, but still deliver the information that hopefully other people find helpful that I have that they don't, they might not have. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Andrew, you've got some um, great gifts for the audience, and I listed them all because I couldn't pick one. Um, I think you um, there's a, a download of five unique voice tools to engage and connect. Mm. Um, there's your LinkedIn group. There's um, a guided uh, audio. Yes. And there's something else too. Oh, 
I'm not sure. The Facebook group, the LinkedIn group, the garden meditation, um, and, oh, and yeah, the five people can jump on a call with you and just have a chat about yes. what it looks like to work with you to be yeah. that center and that authentic speaker that they decided that they wanted to be. Yeah. Yes, that's that's correct. It's it's funny. I don't think anyone would ever regret becoming a better communicator definitely it's yeah it's not something 20 years down the track and go oh I wish I didn't learn how to do that yeah because you've got (laughs) you've got decades of experience in this arena Andrew Mm. you've um coached a lot of of people you've helped a lot of executives um this is your passion isn't it yeah it is look I, I I coach Everybody from entrepreneurs and coaches to CEOs, uh, exec teams, management teams, um, um, sports stars, uh, TV presenters. Yeah, it's amazing. Rock star coaches flying, you know, flying at the top of the world, and and coaches who are who are just like, oh, I I need to do I need to do a video, but I I I don't know what I'm doing. It's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, I know from my own perspective, if I have to give a presentation, do a speech, um, I will prepare. But oftentimes when I get on the stage, something else is presented. Mm. Do you find That's that? A, yeah, yeah. So this the this this the rule of thumb I would use is prepare, 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 and then let it go. Yes. Let yes. it go. So when people say they, uh, oh, I'm best when I wing it, I don't believe them, and that's never oh, true, cool. never, never, never true. Okay, you it means have- that you 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 haven't taken the opportunity seriously, and you've really actually probably blown it more than you think you have because you have a false sense of how good you are. Yeah. So when you prepare and you prepare, prepare, you're like, I know my I know my key points, I know how I can articulate them, but then when you get want to get on stage, you know, you know, I. I, I teach this part is, you know, I, I really work in tandem with my 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 brain, which is the technical. This is what I already know. I know this stuff, and it's loaded back there, which has pretty much been this interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the things I know and I'm sharing. But on stage, I want to open myself up to my heart-brain consciousness as well. What don't I know that may come through today that's right for this audience? Now, that can't happen if you're not being authentic, by the way. Yeah, because yeah. you're blocked. You're waiting. You're 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 going. I know what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it this way, and that's that. Over preparation and practice are different. And this is an intuitive state that allows yes. you directed to say because you don't know what that audience needs to hear in that moment. You don't know that there's someone listening and wanting a piece of advice or wisdom that they can only hear from you in that moment. And if you're so, closed and not open, you can't be that conduit, can you? I love that word conduit, yeah. So I would I would call that learning how to cultivate a sensitivity to what's true. Mm-hmm. And and so you know, you, could, you might be going to say something and it just doesn't feel right. You're like, well, actually... I'm not going to say it's that. A sentence. It's a it's a good key point, but I feel like there's something else that's needed in here today. And how so? How can I articulate this 
today. And that's that cultivating a sensitivity to what's true. And that means that that is a, it's alive in you. Absolutely. And when you, when you articulate things that are alive in you today, they feel different for the audience. And they make a different impact on your audience. Yes. Yeah, yeah they have more weight to them. It has more weight to it. Andrew, you've seen that again and again and again when people speak from that authentic space or, or are open to being and showing up as their authentic selves. Those mm. are the times when the audience will remember the words yes. you spoke, the points yes. you make, the yep. speaker that you are. Yeah? Yep. So your imperfections at the window of which you let your audience in was exactly one of those on stage. And it came out and because this is what I teach. I get to laugh at myself and go, oh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Because I'm teaching that. So when those moments happen, I can point them out and people will acknowledge, yeah, people will acknowledge, oh, yes, I felt the difference. Yeah, mm. made a difference. Andrew, my final question for today is, where do you see yourself in five years? Jeez, it changed covid um i would have said before covid i would have said i would be living in america now uh, um, but five years from now i see myself on a big block of land outside of brisbane somewhere with um, a good number of animals so like a, a horse and a, a cow and dog a couple of cats maybe a goats um and I would be in a sustainable state of mind, in a sustainable business, meaning I yes. had space at home to enjoy those things that I've created. Yes. And I had a team building the creative things yes. for me, the events, the retreats, and I'd be guiding them through those. And then I would be coming and knocking the ball out of the park at those events and retreats. Amazing. What a beautiful vision of the future, Andrew. Mm. I'm glad you asked that. They actually just tidied that up for me as well. <laughs> I um I'm very, very visual and people's words form visions in my head. And so as you're saying that, I can absolutely picture exactly what that looks like for you. Mm. Mm. Um and it's very special, Andrew. I'm incredibly grateful that you've spent time with our audience today. I'm very appreciative of all the skills and wisdom that you've imparted to the audience. And I encourage you, if you've ever thought about upping your game, if you've ever thought about being the best person, the most authentic, and that's that's my part of my um, idea around authenticity is about being the best person you can be, mm. what's and all imperfections and all um andrew's the person to work with he is a gorgeous human being um and has decades of experience and i encourage you if you're listening today reach out to andrew all the links to connect with him will be in the notes attached to this interview and i want to thank andrew today for being on the everyday business show i'm your host tony lontis we will be back next week with another amazing guest on the everyday business show thank you andrew Thank you, Tony. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Everyday Business Show. I'm your host, Tony Lontis, and today we have another amazing gift to chat to and interview. But before we do that, 
I just want to remind you, if you're listening on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or the Everyday Women's Network, please know that you will find the notes regarding our wonderful guest today attached to wherever you're watching this interview. If you've missed any of the business shows, please catch up on the Everyday Women's Network, YouTube, all, all over socials. I encourage you to reach out to our guests. They provide phenomenal value to you, the audience, and always provide amazing gifts for you to either connect with them or find out more about what they do. And our guest today, Andrew Eggleton, is no different. Now, before I get on with the show, I want to do our welcome to country. And you know, regular listeners, this is an integral part of our show. So I want to um, acknowledge the people of the Yugamba language region on the Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet. And I want to pay my respects to the elders, past, present and emerging and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening or watching today. Now, our guest, Andrew, comes with a wonderful history in TV and media. And today's show is about becoming the most authentic speaker in the room. Before I introduce you, though, here's what you need to know about Andrew. Andrew is a presenting mentor, a communications expert, a TED Talk coach, and runs events across the globe. He says, when we simply share information, we are operating at level one of presenting. It doesn't move the audience, it doesn't connect with the audience, and it doesn't make you a speaker to be remembered. Level one, or the age of the technical, will no longer serve us moving forward. Hallelujah to that. We are entering the age of connection, and this requires presenters to connect with their audience. And to do this, they have to first be connected to themselves. It sounds simple, but it can be difficult for many of us to accomplish. Experiences enrich the brain more than knowledge does. And that's the difference that Andrew makes. If a CEO, TED speaker or presenter on a camera or boardroom is simply sharing information with no understanding of the craft of presenting, they are not using tools to connect and move their audience deeply. And that's what Andrew specialises in. After 28 years experience on the stage and across TV, he now helps others in the presenting and speaking space. And his style encourages you to step away from the technical aspects of approaching presenting into, into authenticity and connecting with your audience. Andrew, thank you for joining us live on the show today. I've been looking forward to this chat for quite a while. How are you today? And welcome to the show. I'm really good. I'm sitting here in the same state as, as you, uh, sunny Queensland, and enjoying, I actually enjoyed a couple of days of rain. 
Yeah. And, uh, and yes. of course, now a return to normal, which is blue skies. <laughs> On the Gold Coast today, yesterday we had almost cyclonic rain and sideways uh, sideways wind and rain together. Today it's pretty sunny, but it's still blowing a gale. So I don't know what it's like in Brisbane, but that's it's kind of cool on the Gold Coast. It's, we've got it pretty good. We've got, we've <laughs> we got it pretty good. <laughs> we have. Andrew, I thought I'd start the show with um, one of the quotes that you like, and it says, goes like this, your imperfections are the window of which you let your audience in. What a wonderful sentence. Can you tell us about that? Oh, I said that a while ago. It was one mm-hmm. of those things that I said from stage and then acknowledged out loud how good it was. It is. Um, it's very good. <laughs> so the imperfections are the window of which you let your audience in. It, it means that on stage people will accept you for, for who you are and they like – no one really has a problem with you forgetting your words or you – stumbling or falling or um showing parts of your character that 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 aren't perfect that have the rough edges um now i'm going to add to that because just thinking about this is what people can fall into with thinking what what, what authenticity is and by that quote is that uh, i'm good enough as it is this is this this is just the way i am but there's no excuse for not wanting to be the best or great or good at what it is that you do, but you're able to do that still with these imperfections. So I I don't know if many people know this, but uh, orchestras or when someone's playing will often hit off notes to connect with the, with the audience because uh, uh, perfection doesn't resonate with the heart. I didn't know that. That's a wonderful mm. point to consider when I'm um, stumbling over my words and not quite saying exactly what I want to say. Um, and I, someone said to me the other day, Andrew, do you not watch your your shows? Um, and I actually said, well, no. And the reason I don't is because I'm my biggest critic mm. and I would rather show up and do an interview on my own terms with all of its said imperfections than have something that's scripted and perfect. Um, That's hard, actually. That's hard for me not to um, re-watch and uh, criticise or critique or think or understand where I can make improvements. It's actually hard for me to just sit with that and go, it's okay. I'm human. It's just an interview. It's going to be okay. Andrew, I'm curious. Sorry, go ahead. My my question to you is, would you like to know what creates that icky feeling when we watch ourselves back? Do you you want to know what it is? I've always thought that it was my imperfection, but what what is it from your experience, Andrew? Yeah, that's the it's the disparity between who you really are and who you're trying to be on camera or on stage. That's what people struggle with. So they're not seeing themselves; they're seeing, they're hearing a change in the tone of their voice, 
yeah. and they're seeing um, unnatural behavior in the way that they look and behave. And that's the jarring part. So they're not seeing them. So it's hard right. to watch. That's yes. what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not the imperfections. It's the actually really? you trying, it's the presenter trying to be their fantasy mm, or perception of... of what perfect is. And of course, you can't pull that off. Oh, wow. It's, it's will, a gosh, you will find this so interesting, Andrew. I'm working with a specialist um, a coach at the moment. I like to always mm. be working with someone in some capacity because mm. that's what drives me forward. Um, and and we're having a similar conversation about what authenticity looks like. Again, I was excited to chat with you today. Um, but before we get into that a little bit deeper, I want to know, after all those years in, in TV land, what prompted the change to do what you do now? Mm, okay, that's pretty easy. There was There's probably two mm. parallel things. One was uh, I had always had during my time on TV, a, a fascination or curiosity as to what was, what did authenticity truly mean? What did just be you mean? Yeah. And it was because when uh, not only did I act um, and had a pretty good career in the acting field, but I was a yeah. TV presenter, but that was my main passion was TV presenting. Acting just seemed, I just seemed to get away with it. It's a good way of describing <laughs> it. Um, TV presenting. And so a director would say to you, um, will say to me often, it's like, Andrew, just be you. That would be their direction. Just be you. And I just uh -huh. want to see you. And I've, and so, but I just delivered me. And so the confusing thing was, but I just gave you me. So what they were really saying was, Andrew, we want this part of you. And uh -huh. to be more specific, we want the part where Andrew's um, smiling and has his fun voice on and, hey, welcome. Uh, I'm Andrew Eggleton and welcome to Getaway Travel. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to, so it was more the the excitable boy next door, um, smiling, invitational Andrew. So you don't want just be me. You want that part of me. Mm. So it's very different. So yeah. I used to find that used to bug me and go, so you don't want just be me then. Just tell me then what you want me to do. And so my directors would slowly go, oh, he's, this person's pushing back on on that because just be saying people who say just be you means nothing yeah it's so ambiguous right. and it's because no one really can explain it further mm -hmm. so just be you means this mm -hmm. so that was my fascination i was like what does that mean what does that even mean and i got to a point in tv where um i was starting to get more into the public speaking that was um exciting me and i got tired of believe it or not tv can be very factory like yeah you walk into a big studio yeah yeah you, you know you, it's it becomes it becomes monotonous and i just went yeah. you know I've, I'm, I've i've done this i've ticked these boxes what's next and it was either a move to probably los angeles which i i lasted mm -hmm. about a month and just when i this isn't for me this this is not the life i want and so I, uh, I I took a little bit of time out, actually, and lived in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. And I I sat there with, uh, I removed all my labels, 
and 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 ask myself what's what's next what's mm. what's next and i kept asking what does just be you mean yes so then so, yeah then off. and that's what what kick-started your your business as it is is today yeah when i'm listening to you talk about la the word authenticity is not something that you generally associate with with la mm. was that the issue for you that it just yeah, yeah it was it, it was that's a big part of it there, yeah. there was a big there was a big part of it i just i it, it felt out of integrity for me and, and of course yep. i probably didn't know at the time or know how to label it or articulate that but yeah. um you know i um uh, I then I, I don't know I I kind of then designed sat down and designed my life and I wanted to be traveling around the world and mm-hmm. um, speaking and I was I was actually teaching people how to present the camera and I discovered through that that the way that I was teaching it seemed to be very different because I wasn't comparing myself to others yeah uh, seemed to be very different than what everyone was used to coming into the room and I was just noticing people's reactions and noticing how fast they were all these aha moments of and I started to step back and go maybe I'm onto something that I didn't know that I was onto maybe all my time thinking about this stuff and overthinking this stuff is uh, is conducive to getting the best out of these people in, in a way that I didn't even know and most people just kept on asking me, do you do you teach public speakers as well? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? It's the same, for me, it's the same thing. It's the same, one's the camera and obviously one's on stage, but it's the same rules, the same principles of authenticity. It's the same rules of using your voice to create different landscapes for your audience. It's, it's the same stuff. Um, just slightly different tools than where you're standing and looking and, and I'm not so... I don't care so much about the technical things. I care about the yeah. connection. Yeah. yeah. We come back to that beautiful word, authenticity, which is, you know, talked about quite a bit. Um, it It's not only important to me, but it's incredibly important to you. Can you run the audience through why authenticity is so very ingrained in Andrew why it's so important is it because of that experience in TV and then in LA where the fakeness tends to overrun anything else that you're required to be something that you're not is that what it is for you Andrew And, and is that what it is about teaching people to speak from that perspective versus anything else? Oh, such a challenging <laughs> question. <laughs> Why? Um, I mean, authenticity was really a big buzzword 2008, 17, 18, 19. Yes. And then, we, and then it became overused, but it only became overused because the wrong people were using it. I agree. Because people were banding about the word authenticity, but yet if you asked them, well, what does it mean? They were like, well, it means just be you. And you're like, well, what does that mean? And then there's no answer. You so know they have, what, you know they who have you no are. idea. You know yeah. what, what, um, what floats your boat, what makes you happy, what you mm. need to survive as a human. 
that's yeah. that's those are those pieces of authenticity mm. um so uh, uh, for me it's it's being able to recognize or feel when i'm acting out of the conditioned self or the authentic self so when am i adding layers to me instead mm. of just being me so I, i'm going to give you an example we're, we've been sold a story that we need to be more and social yeah. media doesn't help so we've, we've always been sold a story that we need to be more and and public speaking uh presented the camera in a way but definitely public speaking hasn't really evolved in decades like yeah. decades it's a, it's the same um worn out technical thing stand here do this um power stances and all the all the rubbish yes, that means yes, that means yes. nothing Speak and this way. yeah yeah so we've been that that your that the state that you're in isn't good enough to be on stage that you have to change your state to be something else but so the idea of reality the, the the idea of authenticity and the reality are actually quite hard to accept when someone when i'm training someone and their their brand might be upbeat and acceptable on and big and bold and they, but but i don't know about you but i don't wake up in the morning big and, and bold i wish that i was waking up in the morning all the time and and that's the problem so most of yeah. the time now and then i wake up and i go holy wow i'm in i'm on fire today i'm magnetic i don't know what's happening in the planets but watch out world and then the next day it's gone so <laughs> now I'm lucky if I get to present that day, yeah. But but most of the time I'm I'm not. So what happens if I have to go present and I'm not and and I'm not authentic? Is that I'm sitting in the car and I'm trying to change who I, how I am. I'm trying to get into a a better state, and that better state is my idea or the conditioned of self of what that better state is you know it might be what tony robbins tells you it is or it might be what public speaking coaches have told you what it is all of them in my opinion are wrong because they're not you mm. right, so there, there's no authenticity in that you can't chase authenticity if when you get to the side of stage and go oh I'm, my state's not good oh, enough today you're judging oh. who you are in that moment to be wrong and not good enough for your mm. audience but mm. what authenticity or learning what uh, authenticity and learning you know all the, the tools that i that i use to teach it is you start to recognize that there's no wrong or right or good or bad yeah the because perfection happens in the in the authenticity and it actually so part of that puzzle piece of authenticity is around trust do you yeah. trust that you mm. will be the right person on that stage mm. for what the audience needs to hear. Is that it, Andrew, that, that, yeah. that trust piece, that understanding, whatever you are on the stage that day or presenting that day, if you have trust and you've yeah. done the work, so say someone's done the work with you, they should be, no matter how they feel, showing up on that stage as they are and understand yes. that the audience will glean from them what they need to. That yeah? Yep. So that trust bit yep. links to authenticity. Yep. And if you can't trust yep. yourself or trust the process mm. or trust 
the training, say say they've again, say they've worked with you, if they don't have trust in that process, then that's going to cause them to be inauthentic. Have I got mm. it right? Absolutely, Ab- absolutely. And so if you think uh, about that energy is information, mm-hmm. energy is information. So I can tell you, um, I can stand up on stage and I can tell you, I'm feeling really excited to be here today. And you will be in the audience, you go, you're saying that, but this, I don't know, there's something off. It's like when you pitch to somebody and, and you know, they look at you and they go, okay, we love that pitch, Tony. Uh, we're going to come back to you tomorrow. And you go, you say that. I get, I get, see, you get good at it and you go, look, you're saying you love it, but I'm picking up that there's parts of it that you might not like so much. Can, can you tell me, identify to me what those are? Maybe we can work on them. So the energy is information. So if you're not being authentic, your audience is receiving distorted signals. Your mm-hmm. words are saying one thing. Your words are saying one thing. And often when people don't know how to use their voice, their tone gives it away as well because they don't know how to control their tone and build those interesting landscapes for the audience. But the energy they're receiving is not matching up with the words or the or the 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 their body language of trying to be excited or trying to be you know um you know or, or you presenters fight back often with me because they go oh no because you have to walk on stage with a smile on your face because the statistics say it warms people up and creates a um a connection and I'm like rubbish whoever designed that was probably 1960s so <laughs> yes. I don't have to feel like I need to smile to walk on stage because I know. I, I know and I'm okay with saying that I'm a likable person. So when I go on stage, I'm already likable. I don't need to smile at you all to go, hey, I'm likable yeah. with a fake smile because yeah. if I don't feel like smiling, then I'm not authentic. But what they will pick up within a very short amount of time of me speaking and being very present with them is that, oh, I like him. So if I'm already inspiring, I don't need to try and be inspiring. If I'm already likable, I don't need to try and be likable. If I'm already um, kind of smart in what it is that I'm talking about, I don't need to try and show you that I'm smart. I don't need to show you that I'm trustworthy because I'm already those things. And so... So what people tend to do is they uh, project what they want people to see. And that projection tends to be likable, trustworthy, inspiring, um, knowledgeable, you know, all all these things. And they're all your perceptions of what those are. Uh Uh-huh. So, Andrew, if you're going to present or speak at an event, and you're not feeling bold as brass or on top of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you have the courage to show up as your authentic self, can over the course of that presentation, your state change and move and shift? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That act of being authentic in that first moment is the key thing to continuing in an authentic way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would work moment to moment and uh-huh. allow allow what to happen and, and, and things go where. So, uh, I mean, up in, up until mid last year, I mean, my and during COVID, of course, my yes. my, my business was international retreats and events, and so yeah. I was all I was always jet lagged. 
I didn't even know what not jet lagged was. So uh -huh. I had sometimes grumpy, sometimes um, my memory was tired mm. and I'd forget things. So I couldn't, I could go out there and pretend to be energetic and alive, or I could be jet lagged and just deliver my information, but use a level of craft to deliver it in a, um, use my tone, use my voice to articulate in a clear way. But of course, when I accepted who I was, and when I accepted that I was tired, and as soon as you start to see that the audience accepts you as well, you, you, you're off. Yeah. And what I found is that I, I would give my best talks because yeah. there was so much freedom. I was free to be tired. I was free to be seen tired, but mm -hmm. it didn't stop me sharing my wisdom. Needed to share, yeah. And it didn't that stop that. connects you to your audience. That's how they remember you. They remember mm. what you said. Yeah? Yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, your business, as you said, is global um, and you run programs for people who want to speak or want to be better speakers. Can you tell us a little bit more about your business? I'm, I'm, I, you've talked to me about it before, but I want the audience to understand if you're thinking about wanting to speak, wanting to present, even mm. if it's just standing up in front at your own retreats. There's yes, a yes, it's huge. Presenting that requires, yeah. and if you're going to do that, you want to do it in the most authentic way that you can. So, Andrew, I'd, I'd love for you to tell the audience how they can work with you. Sure, I'll, I'll give you the model of, of how I work. But this, this is why having a sense, so craft is how you do what you do. Mm -hmm. the how you you choose how your audience receive your words you choose that you choose how they sound you choose the way that I say home mm -hmm. is different than most people who will say home mm -hmm. now home needs to feel warm and grounding so yeah. I get to, I, I get to, my voice and the craft creates that landscape and uh, many words peppered over the day will will ground people and when i'm pitching to a corporate the first two minutes they're not even listening to what i'm saying they're listening to how i sound and how i'm making them feel and my intention is purely about grounding them and getting them present mm -hmm. then their mind to uh somebody use the word seduce then their mind might have seduced but not beforehand I've got to gain their, get their trust and ground them, get them present. They've got a million and one things going on on their minds. How do I bring them all here? So what people tend to forget is that speaking generally is just transactional. It's purely transactional. And this is going past transactional into making, having some idea of what craft is. And when we have a level of craft, it will start to dictate the words that we use as well. So I say the the how starts to dictate the what because you'll stop using words that just lack feeling or lack potency and, and you want the things that leave your lips to, to, to feel good, to sound good. And it, and it gives you the discipline of learning the craft, gives you a sense of freedom when you're speaking because you have all these tools to take people on a journey. 
even the short pauses, uh, or I call them suspended presence, when you deliberately leave um, leave a massive pause before finishing a sentence, just the last part, and the audience can they're just they're hanging there, they're waiting you suspended. Um, you know what I mean? These are the things when you it gives you so much freedom to play with. Um, you're constantly building new landscapes for the audience to listen to instead of it's a long day when you've got you're running a retreat or yeah. you're pitching for a, or doing a keynote for an hour and a half or pitching for an hour or 45 minutes and you yeah. have this you have no idea how to build contrast or make points stand out or you don't think clearly under pressure uh, or someone's on their phone and you know, how do I address this? And you get in your head and you start to, you know, you start to lose your strain of thought. Yeah. Uh, that ability to go, hey, I put a lot of work into, the, into into this presentation. I'd really appreciate if you put your phone down. Phone down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the tone, it's the delivery, the assertiveness. So this is the craft. Now, how how do I teach is um I do I do one-on-ones. Yes. I do I do one-on-ones. I have a um I sometimes put group um, short turnaround, like six to eight week programs uh, together yes. um, for people. So, you know, one-on-ones, group programs. Um, I have my my LinkedIn group, my Facebook group that I... Um, and we have you know, the links attached to this interview, by the way, audience, for you to yeah. afterwards. Yeah, and I've had a gap. I've taken a break from my live events and retreats. Mm-hmm. Um while I've uh, watered, I've watered the. I've been, I've been watering the corporate market, and I've been really enjoying it. And it's been, it's, it's, it's fruitful. I've been enjoying it more than I expected. So, and I've I been enjoying that. I need a lot of help, Andrew. Between you and me, there's probably a lot. They really, aspects. they really do. Yep, yeah. yep. There's a lot. It's very untrained in communication. And there's a lot of, um, this is just the way I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's going to be, well, what about if you're just the way you are, but you had some amazing tools to be able to communicate better and present better and and um, be remembered and influence and persuade people mm. better? Wouldn't, mm. What if you were just that person? Would that be a little bit more fun in this world of, of being able to get your own way or, or, or influence people or, or or change people's lives? Um, so yeah, those those are the parts, and then I'll get back to yeah my my events and retreats will will, that, will get back up, but yeah, it's, it's the space. It yeah. it is it, it is part of the message that I've been receiving as well is to create space in your life to grow yes. and and change and just let things be. Um, I think that was one of the wonderful things of COVID creating space. We had to yes. we had to look inwards rather than yeah. outwards. We had to slow down all of those things. Andrew, mm. before we get to um, the last part of this interview, I'd really like you've got amazing tools in your toolkit. Which one, in your opinion, do you think is the most powerful tool in a speaker's toolkit? Uh, I would you I would say step one of mm-hmm. my methodology, which I'm happy to share with you. Would you like that? Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Okay. So before 
most people procrastinate doing videos mm -hmm. and the symptom is procrastination, but it's not the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. The problem is that they are waiting for the right state to be in, to do those videos. That's where procrastination comes from. It's, it's yeah. like I have to, you know, God, after nearly 30 years, I still do it myself, but I recognize it and I pull my head in. <laughs> so you want to do those training videos. You want to do that Facebook live. Yeah. You're like, as you're saying it, I'm recognizing that in myself and going, oh, yeah, that, mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're waiting for that right moment in that state, you could be waiting anywhere from one week to three years. Yeah. For that moment to go, that's the describe, that's the that's the state that I wanted to be into these videos. Now, what videos was I doing? And I better shoot them all today. So it procrastination, yeah, is waiting for that state. So here's here's step one. I before I present or I go on stage, I simply ask, what state am I in today? And it can be agitated, tired, melancholic. Uh, frustrated, um, happy, cheeky, um, obnoxious, whatever, 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 whatever I'm in. What, that's me today. Um, and then I describe how it's making me feel. It's like I'm a little bit snappy. I'm a little bit slower in my words. Uh, um, I, I don't feel quite as energetic. And then I, I go, the state is not good or bad, wrong or right, or negative or positive to my to my presenting. This is what just be you means. And then I step up and deliver. And I always deliver because I've accepted how I am right now. I've accepted it. Like right now, you wouldn't say I'm like a, a coiled spring, would you? Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm I'm not. I'm not in one of those, oh, I feel magnetic and excitable moods. I'm in a very, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit, um, you know, if I just described it, it would match the way that I'm speaking right now. You know what I mean? But I'm feeling grounded. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I haven't gone, oh, I need to impress people today. I need to be exciting, inspiring, uh, magnetic. It's like, well, no, I'm not feeling those things today. So let's let's feel these things, but still deliver the information that hopefully other people find helpful that I have that they don't they might not have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Andrew, you've got some um great gifts for the audience, and I listed them all because I couldn't pick one. Um, I think you um there's a, a download of five unique voice tools to engage and connect. Mm. Um, there's your LinkedIn group, there's um a guided uh audio yes. and there's something else too. Oh, I'm not sure. The Facebook group, the LinkedIn group, the guided meditation, um, and, oh, yeah, and the five. People can jump on a call with you and just have a chat about yes. what it looks like to work with you, to be yeah. that center and that authentic speaker that they decided that they wanted to be. Yeah? Yes, that's that's correct. It's it's funny. I don't think anyone would ever regret becoming a better communicator definitely it's yeah it's not something 20 years on the track and go oh i wish i didn't learn how to do that yeah because you've got <laughs> you've got decades of experience in this mm -hmm. arena andrew mm. 
you've um, coached a lot of, of people, you've helped a lot of executives. Um, this is your passion, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, I, I, I coach everybody from entrepreneurs and coaches to CEOs, uh, exec teams, management teams, um, um, sports stars, uh, TV presenters. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Rock amazing. star coaches flying, you know, flying at the top of the world, and and Ooh. coaches who are who are just like, oh, I I need to do I need to do a video, but I I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's it's nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, I know from my own perspective, if I have to give a presentation, do a speech, um, I will prepare, but oftentimes. When I get on the stage, something else is presented. Mm. Do you find That's that? True? Yeah, yeah. So this the this this the rule of thumb I would use is prepare, 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 and then let it go. Yes. Let yes. it go. So when people say they uh, I'm best when I wing it, I don't believe them, and that's never oh, true. Absolutely. Never, never, never true. Okay, you it means have- that you 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 haven't taken the opportunity seriously. And you've really actually probably blown it more than you think you have because you have a false sense of how good you are. Yeah. So when you prepare and you prepare, prepare, you're like, I know my I know my key points, I know how I can articulate them. But then when you get want to get on stage, you know, you know, I I, I teach this part is, you know, I, I really work in tandem with my 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 brain, which is the technical. This is what I already know. I know this stuff. And it's loaded back there, which has pretty much been this interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are the things I know and I'm sharing. But on stage, I want to open myself up to my heart, brain consciousness as well. What don't I know that may come through today that's right for this audience? Now, that yeah. can't happen if you're not being authentic, by the way. Yeah. Because yeah. you're blocked. You're waiting. You're, you're, you're going, I know what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it this way. And that's that over. Preparation and practice are different. This is an intuitive state that allows you to be directed to say, because you don't know what that audience needs to hear in that moment. You don't know that there's someone listening and wanting a piece of advice or wisdom that they can only hear from you in that moment. And if you're closed and not open, you can't be that conduit, can you? I love that word conduit. Yeah, so I would I would call that learning how to cultivate a sensitivity to what's true, mm-hmm. and and so you know, you could, you might be going to say something and it just doesn't feel right. You're like, well, actually, I'm not going to say it's that a sentence. It's a it's a good key point, but yes. I feel like there's something else that's needed in here today. And how so? How can I articulate this today? And that's that cultivating a sensitivity to what's true, and that means that that is a, it's alive in you. Absolutely. And when you when you articulate things that are alive in you today, they feel different for the audience, and they make a different impact on your audience. Yes, yeah, yeah they have more weight to them. It has more weight to it. Andrew, you've seen that again and again and again when people speak from that authentic space or or are open to being and showing up as their authentic selves. Those mm. are the times when the audience will remember the words yes. you spoke, the points yes. you make, the yep. speaker that you are. Yeah? Yep. 
So your imperfections at the window of which you let your audience in was exactly one of those on stage. And it came out and because this is what I teach, I get to laugh at myself <laughs> and go, oh, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Because I'm teaching that. So when those moments happen, I can point them out and people will acknowledge, yeah, people will acknowledge, oh, yes, I felt the difference. Yeah, mm. made difference. Andrew, my final question for today is, where do you see yourself in five years? Jeez, it changed from COVID. Um, I would have said, before COVID, I would have said I would be living in America now. Uh, um, but five years from now, I see myself on a big block of land outside of Brisbane somewhere with um, a good number of animals. So like a, a horse and a, a cow and dog, a couple of cats, maybe a goats. Um, and I would be in a sustainable state of mind, in a sustainable business, meaning I yes. had space at home to enjoy those things that I've created. Yes. And I had a team building the creative things yes. for me, the events, the retreats, and I'd be guiding them through those. And then I would be coming and knocking the ball out of the park at those events and retreats. Amazing. What a beautiful vision of the future, Andrew. Mm. I'm glad you asked that. They actually just tidied that up for me as well. <laughs> I, um, I'm very, very visual and people's words form visions in my head. And so as you're saying that, I can absolutely picture exactly what that looks like for you mm. Mm. um and it's very special andrew i'm incredibly grateful that you've spent time with our audience today i'm very appreciative of all the skills and wisdom that you've imparted to the audience and i encourage you if you've ever thought about upping your game if you've ever thought about being the best person the most authentic and that's that's my part of my um, idea around authenticity is about being the best person you can be mm. what's and all imperfections and all um, Andrew's the person to work with he is a gorgeous human being um, and has decades of experience and I encourage you if you're listening today reach out to Andrew all the links to connect with him will be in the notes attached to this interview and I want to thank Andrew today for being on the everyday business show I'm your host, Tony Lontis. We will be back next week with another amazing guest on the Everyday Business Show. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Tony. shows with business owners that puts them in front of a global audience and in behind those shows is a whole range of things from digital magazines to social media to blogging to email to lead generation just a whole range of things 